Oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to the Midnight Owl. This week, I'm joined by Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, buddy. Oh, fuck. What have you been up to, man? Ah, uh, you know, bad life, boring shit, COVID. Yeah, just trying to stay out of trouble, eh? For the most part, doing all right at it, too. Fuck. So, being a dad and covid times that's got to be weird because your baby was born into the pandemic eh oh dude it's it's so wild like actually we were talking about it earlier today how it's just such a trip now like not uh not feel like guilty or anything like that but just like so awkward about like bringing up a kid the way the world is right now in the state you know it's like everything like just so completely different from even 10 years ago yeah, well, like, yeah, even two years ago, like, you consider uh, there's a bunch of babies out there that would have grandparents that couldn't risk their, like, immune compromised or whatever or live too far away. Like, a grandparent never getting to hold their infant child just because it wouldn't be safe. Or, like, yeah, totally. Uh, we, uh, three days, I guess, we missed the new lockdown measures by that happened at boxing day we were actually able to go and take uh, my son to meet his his great grandmother which is pretty sweet but yeah, yeah now it's totally up in limbo like i don't know if he's ever gonna get to play with her yeah holy shit well and someone i saw an article the other day and someone was explaining like yeah like our child will be walking and talking before uh they'll ever have a play date or be around other kids, or be in public and not see people in masks. Like, that's going to be fucking weird for them. Or, like, dude, we, like, didn't get to have a baby shower. Like, not that I really want to, but, like, you know, that that's kind of, like, I guess, like, rite of passage is a dumb phrase, but for, like, lack of a better word, you get what, you know what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, it like, sucks, like cultural like, milestones. Miss all those little things. Or, like, none of the friends have got to meet my kid yet. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Like, a few close family members have got to, but none of my friends and I haven't got to meet any of my friends' kids too. Like that's, that's pretty well. That's what, yeah, that is absolutely mind blowing that like you, you might be able to talk to them on the phone or something like that. But like when you walk out of this and everything's over and done with, no one's gotten a chance to just get used to you being a father. You're walking out with maybe a one or two year old kid. that. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I've been a dad for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like, um, like thinking like the next time, you know, uh, I get to see my mom is going to be like four or something. Yeah. You know, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, you post-date all those Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really register that, that like there would be a lot of kids walking around that like would never have gone to a park and played with other kids or just done those like stupid obligatory play date things over at someone else's house where it's awkward and you have to just be friendly so your kid can socialize or just to grow up and think that when you're outside you need a mask on it's like they're not even like you need it you know there's going to be like no conflict it's just going to be like oh going outside need a mask yeah fuck yeah, I wonder how that'll affect them years down the road if there'll be like a, a social development difference or well it, also how many kids have been so fucking lucky that they would have had one or two parents home for the first year of their life like no one gets to do that we're not millionaires 
Like it'd yeah, be... it's totally a different way to look at it too. Yeah. Well, I know my dog would be heavily affected. Like I've seen that from other dog parents, not comparing being the fact that I own a dog to an actual parent. I know people do that shit. <laughs> it drives me wild. But like all these dogs have gotten to have their owner's home and like be a part of the pack. They're going to have serious social anxiety when it's all over and done with people go back. Yeah, that'll be a huge adjustment. Shit. Man, I, I'm getting fucking awkward with all this fucking not able to socialize. Like, luckily, we, we are able to do it at work at a distance and safely and stuff. But, uh, like, outside of the people that I regularly see, I have no no way of conversing with them that makes any fucking sense anymore. Yeah, it, it's honestly so awkward. Like, I'm lucky that we do have, like, a cool uh, bunch of people to work with and stuff like that. So you do have that social interaction because yeah like outside actually perfect example the other day saw my buddy mike hadn't seen him forever we're usually like you know like kind of like the huggy hey buddy you know and like talk for like five minutes shoot the shit but like i'm coming out a store he's going in i'd already taken my mask off because i'm like outside just gonna like hop in my truck and we're both just like uh yeah hey man good to see you and then just like keep walking because it's like fuck like what do you do man you can't just like sit there and like be a group and talk to each other it's like holy shit like so wild well like i recently upgraded my equipment and uh through a guy at work he knew somebody that was looking for my old interface so he hooked me up everything was uh set meet up in a parking lot and i was like all right this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have my mask on i'll put the machine on top of his car he's sent me the money online so like we don't need to interact or touch guy comes out no mask i'm like oh okay and i like going to put on my mask and by the time that's happening he's at my fucking door so i'm like struggling to get it on (laughs) grab the shit and like i'm panicking because i don't know how to interact at the same time i'm doing this he like reaches in he grabs it and he and before i know it like he's shaking my hand i'm like this this is the first time i've shook a hand in like a year and i know i shouldn't (laughs) be doing it but he just went in for it and i didn't know how to back out gracefully shit (laughs) Well, luckily I had like uh, alcohol, the uh, Purell in the glove box. So I was like Pureling my hands and like, I guess I got to Purell the fucking steering wheel, which does not feel great putting that on pleather in the fucking <laughs> <No>. winter. <laughs> but you're always put in such that awkward position. It's like, well, like, I don't want to feel like a dick by like being over, uh, like, you know, overconscious about it or something like that. But at the same time, you, you got to keep your wits about you and like, keep up with protocols too so you know it's like just puts you in such a hard place well i saw some lady at the mall she was wandering around and she had her nose right up in the fucking air no mask on she had a child with her no mask on and she was walking a dog and like it had one of those vests on so she's trained training the dog to be for social anxiety like it said training on the side uh service dog but like she was just like fucking glaring at people, like asking them, begging them to fucking say something to her. And I'm just like, what kind of fucking interesting person are you that A, you would be like, I'm going to go out and help people with the social anxiety by training dogs. B, put my child and everything at risk and make a fucking show of it. Like, why? Uh, I, I don't get some of the just like blatant, like. Like, all right, like, it sucks that we have, like, arrows and stuff like that. But, like, honestly, it's just going to work easier for everybody if we just do follow the goddamn rules. But the people that don't, like, have to just, like, be, like, so goddamn obvious or, like, you know, almost, like, boasty about it. Gotta look you like, oh, I'm part, 
I'm driving my cart down the wrong aisle. What are you going to do about it? It's like, <laughs> dude, I, I don't fucking care, man. I just want my fucking beans, you know? Yeah, well, like, you know, I was just trying to fly under the radar, but that's always been the case. Like, I remember back in the day, uh, I am a rule follower by nature. Like, if I, I think the rules are okay, but, like, I've lived an illegal life most of my life, like smoking weed or going out and I, I don't want to say vandalism, but, like, stealing signs and shit and, like, just doing random dumb stuff as a kid. But, like, recently I've, I don't know if I've matured or just gotten lazy. I don't fucking do any of that anymore. But. Oh, my God. It, like, like, uh. I was just going to say, like, I, I fly under the radar. I don't need to make a fucking show of it or brag about it. It was just, like, those were the people I hung around with. That was the shit that I did. Well, honestly, like, like, there's a small part of me that feels like, oh, it's kind of died. Because, like, honestly, for the last, like. I don't know, a good 20, 20 years or so. It's been like everything that I've been against. I've always tried to go against the green. I've always been like, fuck cops. I've always, you know, just like never wanted to fall in line from as long as I can remember. But totally coming, a lot of that is coming out of maturity and having a kid definitely smartened me up. It's more about the whole like safety and protection thing that's more has got me than anything. It's like, you know, just doing what you can to like help everybody and like not cause like more debt and all this like honestly it seems more punk rock for me to like you know try to figure this shit out and help everybody than like be like nah fuck that man like i don't fucking give a shit i'm gonna go out and party if someone grandma's dies someone grandma's dies like yeah that shit just doesn't work with me and that's the fucking weird thing to me about it is is like the the fucking death of compassion man like and that's why i've always enjoyed outsiders that's who i've hung around with more so is because like as dark as we are as the fucked up shit that we do it's not out to hurt anybody else 99 percent of the time it's just trying to fucking hurt e hurt ourselves like fucking drinking myself to oblivion or smoking a pack and a half of spit cigarettes or fucking wasting years baked out of my fucking tree like that was all self-imposed and didn't affect anyone outside of who the fuck i was but, like, you no, see like, these people, and it's just gross. Even, uh, like, tonight, how is, like, our conversation is going to be about, like, police interactions. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not here to, like, bash police or anything that. None of them is, like, super harsh stories. Because, honestly, like, I always lived on that, like, other side of the tracks or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, I never really, I never really got in any serious trouble. But I hung mm -hmm. around with the people do. And I've been in a lot of sketchy situations but i've never been in serious trouble because like I, I i don't break the laws that matter like i'm not a thief and i'm like you know i'm not a drug dealer or, or you know just any of those like really super things so all the little stuff that i've ever gotten in trouble for is just like you know like awkward and gotten the odd fine yeah uh fines i got one fine um i like i've never gotten a speeding ticket uh I think I may have gotten, like, a parking ticket, but it was to a university, not the town, so I never paid it. But uh, the one fine that I got, I had to go in and fight. It was after college. I was, like, dirt poor, moved to Peterborough to live with some friends and, like, just try to start my life there, and, like, fucking nothing was working out. So I'd have to walk an hour and a half to work every day and an hour and a half home or a 25-minute roller, roller blade. 
so I'm coming down and I was on one of the side streets but there was like a few people and I'm just like slowly going rollerblading and this fucking cop like this person out of nowhere comes up grabs me fucking throws me to the ground and I like look up and he's got the fucking badge thing he looked like fucking Serpico and he's like you, you understand what you're doing is so fucking dangerous I'm like what slowly puttering like what did I do he almost like fucking threw me into fucking traffic fuck yeah and he fucking takes out his piece of paper gets my information he's like blah 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 why aren't you on the thing I'm like I didn't know this was illegal I'm 20 years old and rollerblading life isn't going great <laughs> fucking so like he's like yeah you gotta rollerblade in the road so I was like okay I step out into traffic and I've got a car like six or seven cars behind me like it's just slowly Jesus. starts rollerblading forward and like showing the ticket off like what the fuck do you want me to do fuck <laughs> Because that's way safer. Oh, yeah. Fucking. Oh, fuck. How about you? What are, like, random finds that you've gotten? Uh, uh, I think to this date, the only actual fine I've gotten was uh, when I was living in Calgary. I'm going to say it's between, like, 2015 and 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, Van Halen had just gotten back together with David Lee Roth to do a tour. So I'm on my way down to the Van Halen show on the train. I got no train ticket because it's just how I rolled most of the time. Cause I was like, I, I'll just figure it out if I ever get caught by the cops. You know, I'll like, I'll just jump on the back of the train or some shit. Yeah. Stupid. But you know, that was my thinking at the time. So anyways, I'm on the way to the Van Halen show and I'm drinking a beer as one does when they're on the way to a show. And uh, finally, for like one of the first times, the train you get fucking you have train drinks. It's awesome. (laughs) You would think, right? So uh, one of the first times that I ever don't have cash on me or don't have, I guess, the ticket stub is what I would need. Mm -hmm. Whatnot. I see the uh, cops pulling on the other train. I'm like, fuck me. Not only do I got a ticket, not have a stub on me or whatever the hell I need. I'm drinking a goddamn beer, so I just tried to like <laughs> slew. I just tried to slowly kind of slide it behind my back. Cops saw that shit right away and just fucking beeline for me. Like fuck me. So, anyways, cops come over. All right, what you got behind there? I did, uh, you know, just trying to like small talk, whatnot. Yeah. Obviously, they see the beer, so they take the beer. They uh, make me stand up, go over the door, wait till we get to the next stop, take me off, start giving me the whole grill that they usually do about blah 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 blah. Oh fuck, sorry dude, I got like super nervous. I'm just like no worries, over my words. It's all good. Yeah. Um So you're on the train, I'm, the cops have like pulled you off and uh they're kinda giving you like the fifth degree about like fucking horseshit. Like oh do you yeah, understand so- like this is not the way that you're supposed to get on a train, the fucking like were they the holier than thou assholes? Well, no, I guess it wasn't so much that. It was just uh, I had never – all right, I guess to set a whole lot of this up, I grew up in, like, a small-ass friggin' town, and then I moved to Grand Prairie, and then I decided to move to Calgary. So it was, like, such a huge culture shock, and, like, city, for one, was, like, just such a new landscape for me. But I had never really been in any trouble, and, like, I don't know, I never went to law school or anything like that, so I had no idea as a lot so, like, 
I figured I was going to jail, right? Like, I didn't know. Like, I thought, like, God damn, like, I didn't know you just get a fine for drinking in public. I thought, like, at least I'm getting arrested. So I'm just, like, kind of, like, you know, a lot more scared than you can be. Yeah. And when that happens, I get fucking diarrhea of the mouth and just talk way too fucking much. <laughs> and so anyways, I'm like, oh, man, what's that, the, like, thing on your mouth? And he's like, yeah, it's just a, a key to open up the handcuff locks. You got any idea on me? Because, uh... You got any idea on you? Because you're acting kind of sketchy. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> that, that's not good. And I was like, no, man, I don't got a record or anything like that. I've just like never been in trouble before. And he's like, yeah, you got that ID. So I hand him the ID. Yeah. And he uh, takes it. You know, they send it through. And obviously, I got nothing around. He's like, so, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, have a little respect. At least put it in so a cup or something like that. And I was like, man, like, I'm just on my way to see Van Halen. Like, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, getting amped up. And he's like, well, all right, well, here's your blah, 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 you know, ticket for this amount. I'm going to give you, like, 31 days. And I was like, oh, like, do I got to go to court for this? Or, like, you know, or, like, are you arresting me? Do I? He's like, oh, no, you can still go to the concert. And I was like, oh, man, well, like, that's awesome. And he's like, I'll actually give you 45 days to pay, you know, since your first fine and all that. That's so awesome. So it totally worked out awesome. And, I, yeah, I ended up going and seeing Van Halen, which, holy shit, that ended up being a night. I did not have a whole lot of cash on me at the time but i was not missing van halen so i got tickets like way up in the goddamn nosebleeds but fuck yeah I, I i was a bit of a character back then and i like to mosh and like headbang real hard and just be loud and like kind of obnoxious but like whatever it was, i was having a good time if everybody else around me wasn't i wasn't too concerned <laughs> so, anyways i got just fucking shit hammed because i had just gotten a 140 dollar ticket and i was like putting my foot up on the seat in front of me and just like headbanging with like hair that was like down to my waist. People around me were like, we're just not having it. But I like, I just did not care. Got was this to a the solo concert. mission? Like, were you by yourself? Oh my, yeah. <laughs> fucking my best buddy fucking had to work at the time. I like was a total invert when I lived in Calgary. I like just worked, drank and went to concerts. Like that was my shit. Like I knew everybody at the concert, but I like had no interest in hanging with them outside of it that's fucking amazing oh yeah but oh my god but i end up some uh the people beside me were from some i don't know northern european country i can't remember they were a goddamn who there was another dude up even higher behind me that uh was wearing this just like just bald and suit that looked like straight out of the 80s so he like comes comes down at some point and we're shooting the shit and i was like dude i fucking love your suit like straight out of the 80s he's like it is i wore it the first time i saw van halen <laughs> holy fuck man oh my god that's fucking awesome i uh i i almost got kicked out of a bare naked ladies concert oh how'd that come about well fuck we uh uh this was like high school days group of us like all young we met up at a buddy's house we got drunk my mom showed up with the van and like as long as we weren't driving she didn't care too much like she of course did not want us wasted or anything so everybody had to hold their shit together but uh we all jump in the van drives up drives up drive us up to the go station in oshawa we got on the train kept drinking get to toronto at the uh the acc and we're like way up in that top ring and at this point, like, it's kind of blackout territory where, like, you're so drunk, you start getting sleepy. But there was oh. no one around us. 
So like we had this entire upper ring way at the back section to ourselves. And one of my buddies thinks it's a great idea to get a laser pointer out. And David Suzuki, I swear to God, gets on stage with a fucking t-shirt cannon, like, save the trees, <laughs> save the trees, he's <laughs> just fucking launching t-shirts into the state, into the crowd, and fucking buddy puts a laser pointer on him, like, someone's got a fucking sniper rifle on David Suzuki. <laughs> so fucking security comes up, and they're like, hey, we've got a lot of complaints from people in your section that you guys are being way too loud. And we were like looking around and like, A, it's at a concert. B, no one's around us for like close to a kilometer. Like we're all fucking alone. And we're like, what do you want? What are you going to do? What are you doing? And like these four security guards trying to like act tough, but realizing they have a bunch of drunk kids on their hands. So they just, they just leave. Jesus. Yeah. Well, the fucking night didn't end there because we keep drinking on the train. My mom picks us up again. And then as we're dropping off the last person, he takes me aside and he's like, uh, Tim, just so you know, someone puked in the back of your van. <laughs> I'm like, who fucking puked in my van and didn't tell me? He's like, I- I'm-, I'm telling you. I don't know. Someone <laughs> puked in there. <laughs> so, like, you know how the back window of those, like, uh, caravans, like, only open to the left a little bit? Like, they just kind of crack open? Oh, yeah. So they puked on themselves and, like, into the cup holder, then tried to scoop it into an IGA bag, and then push it out the window. Jesus. Oh my god, it was everywhere, so I'm fucking, like... Fuck, A for effort, though. (laughs) They tried, man. Like, how I didn't spot the puke on them when they were leaving, but I fucking... I had to go out there, like, it's two o'clock in the morning, I'm, like, at the point where I'm getting hungover, and, like, cleaning this up. But I didn't realize that they had shoved it out the window, too. So my fucking mom comes home at noon, and she's furious. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, I just went to church, and there's puke all down the side of my fucking van. (laughs) Oh, shit. I have totally been that guy, though. Yeah, me too. Like everybody has at some point. Oh, if you haven't, you're not living, man. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck, speaking uh fucking fun fact about the whole getting fined for the Van Halen concert, though, the fine that I got was $140 for having an open container on in public. Mm-hmm. But here's the kicker. The fine for not having train uh, proof of train fare on you is two hundred and seventy dollars. They were so concerned about my alcohol that they only charged charged me for having an open container. That's fucking gorgeous, man. I fucking saved money. <laughs> that you know that's if I would have hid that beer and they would ask to see my ticket, I would have been fucking in the hole another hundred and fifty bucks. You know. It's dangerous to learn that kind of stuff because part of me the next time, because it wouldn't happen until I'm drinking, that I'd be on the train yeah, and I'd like, start convincing it, myself. Risk it. Yeah, right? I'd be like, well, I got away with it last time, so I should be drinking on the train this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking totally awesome. Totally worth it, though. It was a fucking awesome show. I I think I've only been to a handful of concerts, but you're saying you've, you've gone to quite a few. Oh, fuck, dude. That's like literally been my life up until like the last year like that's what i spent all my money on not really a collector of things and i wear the same fucking pants and shirts so 
had a lot of expendable money for <coughs> sorry concert tickets I'm hearing a lot more about that the people are trying to move away from getting possessions and shit like that and like trying to get experiences so like like even for someone's birthday they're like don't buy me shit just like let's go out and fucking do something so at least you can have a memory that isn't fucking work home Netflix oh uh, dude yeah, that was totally my, like, thought process on it for the longest time. Like, I had shit all to show for it. I had a crap ton of crazy adventures. <laughs> However, the memories, eh, I have some. <laughs> Hazy at best? Oh, god damn, man. Like, even just uh, getting some of the shit out today when I was thinking back about it, like, god damn, like, I don't know how some people can pick out and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that was, like, back in, like, 1986 and blah, 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 blah. God damn, man. Like, other than, like, a five-year fucking range period, I can't fucking pick out when shit is. I can't really remember anything about my childhood or, like, the high school years. Like, I remember some of the stories, and occasionally something will spark, but fucking ask me what I was doing when I was 10 years old. I have no fucking clue. Yeah, totally. My memory is so goddamn hazy. And it's weird that just the random shit that does stick and it pops in your head like all the goddamn time too. There'll be like, there's this one gut, there's this one grocery store that we went to when I lived with my mom in like Red Deer, Alberta. Mm -hmm. I figure I had to be around like four or five because it was just me. None of my brothers were there yet. And like, I can just remember the look of this old school, like, um, small like independent grocer like they were because it still would have been the late 80s back in the day yeah. and like just the layout and like the big um mirrors that they used to have back in the day before they had cameras you know they just had the big mirrors at the uh corners and stuff like that and yeah just f from time to time like i have no goddamn idea why but i remember that shit but like i can't remember like the rest of that year or like most of five years after that but for some reason i can still remember that and i think about it from time to time makes no fucking sense i do smoke a lot of weed though so that could have something to do with it it could give or take uh oh my god man yeah it's weird the stuff that pops in your head like when we started talking about the uh the the cop stuff like a couple stories came to me like the time that i was out west and uh i think i told you this one already where the family they just, like, declared that the cops were out to get them, and they hated them. And, I don't know, they were sketchy, but, like, I didn't understand why this, like, family name carried so much weight and the fucking town hated them. But when you live in a town of 500 people and no one's left or moved into the town for fucking three generations, who God know, fucking knows... But uh, they were having a fire and we're just hanging out, having some drinks, and the guy goes, Hey, watch this. Unlocks his van takes his keys, throws them in a bush, goes up to the van to get a chair out, and fucking sirens go on, three cruisers pull up, and they fucking like, hey, what are you doing? You're drunk driving, blah, 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 like screaming at him, fucking, like they're going to arrest him. And he's like, what are you going to fucking do, pigs? And they fucking go up, they search him, he's got no keys on him, he's like, that's what I fucking thought, and goes back to the fire and gets completely wasted. <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Oh, how about you, man? Like, do you have any memories of, like, the the interaction with the popo? So, yeah, I guess, like I was saying earlier, I grew up in a really small town, like, literally, like, maybe six kids my age, 
maybe a few four or five hundred people lived in the place. It wasn't even a village. It was a fucking hamlet. It was so yeah. small. So like so like in town what we call is in Picton and if you wanted to go and do anything, you know, had to go over to Belleville. It was like thing we call like horn tripping back in the day, but we were fucking losers. So we were just driving to Belleville to go and eat fast food that we couldn't get out in the county. Fucking but anyways once a week, go to Blockbuster. <laughs> that was like pretty much it, man. We would like go in, we would like do loser laps, which is funny now looking back, because the place that we would go and do the loser laps is totally like the area, of, like the Bell Pub. But this is like back in like the '90s and the 2000s, so mm. like any of the girls we were seeing were fucking hookers. So I'm really <laughs> glad that fucking we never had the balls to fucking pull over and stop to talk to one of them. Because I mean, at the same time, it would have been fucking awesome, but probably not the best decision at the time. We were just uh, in town to do our couple loser laps go and eat at one of the burger joints and mm-hmm. go to the mall, spend a little cash we did. So I had bought some, I don't fucking remember, but some computer game because that was my deal back in the day. It was probably an axe and sword game because that's what I was all about. Deadly. But anyways, so we did what we did. We're driving home. And uh, like I said, I live out in the goddamn country. And so like out of nowhere, we see the fucking cherries. And, like, oh, shit. Not like super worried at the time but at the same time like god damn like you know like most of us are stoned and well, i have a quarter ounce in my pocket so i'm a little worried because again being so sheltered i had no idea i totally thought i'd be like doing a hard time for having fucking a quarter ounce of some fucking skank weed in me mm-hmm. but anyways so uh they pull us over and it's only just because there's some cows that are crossing the road because it's fucking country and so, uh, anyways, they stop us and ask to talk to the driver, and, you know, just go chit-chat. Hey, what are you guys doing? You know, where you come from? All right, what's your name? Can see your license? All right, cool, cool. They uh, shine, their, shine their flashlight around, and they're uh, just about to let us go. And as we're going, inch forward a little bit, empty beer bottle slides out from under the seat. Oh, shit. All right, stop the car, take the keys out, start really grilling, grilling him, giving him the third degree it's like oh like i'm sorry officer like you can give me a breathalyzer right now you can smell my breath you can i obviously haven't been drinking it's in the car like i don't know when it got left in there was probably me could have been one of my friends i don't know but it's it's not from tonight yeah and so they start going around the car all right what's your name what were you doing tonight how do you know him go to the next guy same questions go to me what's your name all right will you step out of the car Oh, no. I was like, fuck me. Like, what the shit? But being a small town, all my uncles, the generation, and my grandpa generation before them were goddamn hellraisers. And it's such a small town that, yeah, that that name carried a shitty stink on it at the time, as far as the cops are concerned. Small uh, town bullshit fucking following (laughs) you. You hadn't even done anything. You're just a kid. Dude, I'm just a fucking passenger, man. Like, even if I, like, I'm not fucking driving either way. Like, last time I checked, like, I know you're not supposed to be, like, drunk as a kid, but last time I checked, it's not illegal to be a fucking drunk passenger, right? Right. And I wasn't. I was totally sober. That was the worst thing, right? So, like, I had, like, just amazed me that they would be calling me out. But anyways, they do, and uh, tell me to go up to the front of the car. And uh, looking back, I totally see the there's definitely little things that could have tipped them off. Like I had said, we had just gone to the mall and I had bought a game and 
I was just, you know, nervous, so I was fidgety, and I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to open up this game and read it. But so I can totally see they were like, fucking buddy up front is fucking doing something weird. So it probably had just as much to do with that as was the fact of my name. Yeah. But anyways, tell me to go to the front of the car, and like, I'm fucking, it's like fucking dying inside, because I have like a quarter ounce of just some skanky pot, but it's a quarter ounce, and like, back when you're like, you know, 16, that, that's a lot, and... As far as law is concerned, you think that's a lot. So I am just like fucking like literally like shaking. Like, I don't know how they can't fucking see me because it's not not an internal thing. Like, I'm like fucking more than shivering the whole time. They're like, you know, patting me down. I'm like fucking like borderline, like almost about to lose my shit and cry because I'm so fucking scared. I know they're going to fucking find it. Go through everything. Put their fucking hand in my pocket. I swear to God, like, I don't know how they didn't find it. Oh my god! And let me go back in the car. Like, have no idea how they didn't find it. Get in the car, still shaking just as bad. Give everybody the third degree and let us go. And like, we're just going down the road, and you know, like I am still just like white as a ghost and like not saying anything. <laughs> like everyone's like, you know, like what's up, man? And I was like, yeah, I have a quarter ounce of weed on me, man. Like I'm fucking not cool. Oh shit. I wonder if, like, the cop maybe, like, knew your uncle, felt it, and was just like, all right, like, get the fuck out of here, kid. <laughs> it's not a shift. Oh, You're good. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And, like, that's why looking back, that, yeah, maybe that totally what it was. It's like, I look super sketchy. So they were like, oh, I got to check this kid out. But it was like, oh, he's not drunk. He's got a bit of pot. You know what? I, I sent his uncle to jail a couple times. I could probably <laughs> leave him alone. Yeah, we're even shit one time i got pulled over at west uh i was leaving i got fucking hammered in the afternoon i was just bored and it was a sunday and know at west on a sunday nothing's open so i couldn't go get a case of beer or anything so i stumbled over to my buddy's house i'm like hey man drive me into into town into nipawa like i want to get a case of beer he's like all right all right fine so we have to load up his kid in the back seat and then we're leaving and uh Maybe I'll leave. No, I'm fucking. I'll tell the story. Uh, we had a. I had a roadie. You know, he was perfectly sober. He had his kid in the car, but like for whatever reason, I was convinced that like having a roadie was a good idea. So I'm fucking like I'm sipping on it, sipping on it, and then we're going down the highway, just a two lane highway, and uh, fucking a cop. There's ten cars ahead of us, four cars behind us. And the cops coming in from the other direction. Fucking swings out onto the shoulder, does a Yui, pops uh, back into the into driving in our lane, cuts around three different fucking cars, throws on the cherries and pulls us over. And like as he was doing his Yui is when I fucking tossed the beer out the window. So Fuck. I don't think they saw that. Like I just timed it perfectly. But uh, fucking cop comes up to the car, kids in the back just sleeping, and he's like, uh, I. I smell alcohol in here. I just turn to him and look at him and he like, he could tell that I'm wasted. I'm like, that would be me, sir. I'm drunk. And I asked my friend to drive me into town to get a case of beer. And he's nodding. He's nodding. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to need uh, you to step out of the car to the driver, gets him out, throws him in the fucking back of the cruiser, questions him, makes him do the breathalyzer, waits another 10 minutes and then gets him to do the breathalyzer again. And like, he has a fucking kid in the car. He's not drunk driving or anything, but like, I'm just like, how the fuck did they know? 
I think somebody sold us out in town, like called when I was like stumbling over to his house. Uh, you'd fucking have to. That's that's a problem with a lot of shit like that in small towns too, because there's always somebody that's got their stick up up their ass about something. You know, like you fucking ran over their fucking grass ten years ago, so they're still mad about it. Yeah, or your fucking tree hung over their yard, and then they fucking want. Yeah, it's it's always nuts. Just somebody being vindictive. Yeah. Fuck that one town. There was a family. They couldn't get them out of their uh, out of the house that they were renting. It was something to do with the government. They would step in after they fell so many months behind. But like this place was just wretched, and the people that lived there were fucking awful. Like you'd be sitting out on your back deck having a pipe, and then you'd see the dad walk out with a hunting knife, go up to the kid's bicycle, and like pop both of his tires because he was mad at him. And fucking the next day, you see the kid on the road trying to pedal his, like, flat bike. Oh, man, it was... Yeah, they were so ghetto. The fucking... One of the neighbors in behind, uh, he set up a sting on them because he knew that they were stealing fucking lawnmowers. Jesus. And his gas all the time. Yeah, he would go over there every couple of months and steal back all of his, like, engraved tools out of their tool shed. Fucking... he, He shouts out to his kid one day. He's like, hey... Don't forget to put that uh, gas back in the shed. It's premium. Fucking walks shit. away. He had sugared the gas tank. So he sat there and <laughs> drinking beers from the fucking living room, watching him pour this gas into the first lawnmower, try to start it, just smoke and die. Go to the second one, try to start it, smoke and die. He racked like four fucking lawnmowers before he figured it out. <laughs> <Pretty well. laughs> Like, I don't want to sound like I'm putting myself ahead of ghettos because I've spent a lot of goddamn in a lot of ghettos. Hey, man, there's but a lot of good they're, people they're, in ghettos. They're definitely interesting. I will tell you that. You will you will meet some fucking characters that you won't meet anywhere else. Like, do you find, like, living in, a, a like, a nicer neighborhood now is, like, you kind of miss... I don't want to say domestics, but, like, the fucking, like, the screaming and the shouting that you used to hear every once in a while, like, living in a ghetto... <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like I'm, I'm just slightly removed from it. Like I have a house and it's, it's in the more decent part of kind of a ghettoy part in Belleville. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not too far from like Metro if you know where that is. And like yeah. in that area, it's a bunch of houses and there's like one apartment there. But like if you go Kitty Corner and any blocks that way past the school that's all like low-income housing and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of um like a, apartment complexes and just the duplexes and shit like there that and along that road oh man i have i have seen encountered and being a part of a bunch of shit that has happened there oh fuck oh can you tell any of those stories or is that just a little too close to uh, oh, oh no totally uh Fucking, so when I first moved to Belleville, I was living up way on the other end. Uh, you know, I don't know what the hell it's called now, but it's like Stream was there for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the area I'm in now. All right. Well, anyways, there's these two like brown apartments that are right across from each other. And uh, fucking rent was like nothing back in the day. So it was all fucking ghetto. And so some of the first people I met as an adult were a couple that were uh, my mom's boyfriend at the time, her daughter and his boyfriend. And they were 
fucking say they were fucking your typical like ghetto couple would be a fucking understatement. <laughs> One time I was fucking over there and they were fucking fighting and she threw a fucking phone across the room and it fucking broke over the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy fuck. Like, man, when they got into it, they got into it. But they were pretty fucking cool and I really didn't know anybody at the time. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. And so anyways, this is like flash forward. They're moved from those apartments and they're down in these like townhouses or whatnot down there. And fucking she and her friend are going to go out to the bar. And well, as with most like ghetto couples and all that, you know, it's just never going to go good. Her going off to the bar by herself. So anyways, he gets jealous as one do. We go down, we walk, have some words, fucking... We come back to the house. She comes back to the house. They have a huge fucking fight. Like, they're not, like, hitting each other, but they're just, like, you can fucking hear it from a block away. Yeah. So, anyways, being that they're just coming from the bar, being that the area they're in, and being that those lot of guys want to be macho or whatnot, fucking words just start fucking, you know, getting thrown and, you know, fucking more chests are getting beat beefed up and i'm just fucking sitting there watching this happen anyways fucking buddy comes down the stairs and he's fucking taking apart the fucking bunk beds from upstairs and he's got like two of these fucking metal pipes and fucking he sticks them like to the corner and i'm like fuck bud like i like you but i ain't fucking piping anybody so i don't know what the fuck you're getting at but anyways fucking it's like five minutes later and boom door gets kicked in fucking like five fucking guys come rushing in. Oh, fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Wife beater and shit. Fucking as fucking guys like to do oh, when they act, act tough when they're drunk. So anyways, fucking, I'm just sitting there like, oh man, like, I don't want any fucking part of this. Next thing you know, buddy just gets fucking dropped. Sucker <laughs> punched. Like, out fucking cold. And then everybody's gone. So I just kind of like, you know, rile my buddy. And I was like, like, I don't know what to say to you. Like, I like you, but I'm not going to fight five fucking guys for you. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, fucking cops are coming at. Oh, dude, this is where it gets fucking wild. <laughs> and so the fucking, the cops get fucking sent. Oh, shit. And like, I, I'm not fucking, I'm not sober by any means, but I'm way less drunk and fucking, I know how to compose myself a lot better than the other people. And so, uh, oh, yeah flashback to this is uh totally relevant um her brother was over there but her brother is like like super special needs like fucking not to say like handicap handicap but like i guess what we would call severely autistic nowadays so like oh, okay. needs kind of like a handler thing so anyways because the cops have come because they both had fucking priors like many times because the cops are sick of dealing with their shit they send them both off to jail. So here's where the kicker is. They have a fucking two-year-old. Oh All right. And, and so uh, well, it's obviously got to stay with somebody, right? Yeah. And so they like asking around, oh, you're a family member, right? And like talking to him and they can like obviously start going. I was like, yeah, he's a family member, but he's their brother and like definitely like cannot. So you should probably like, you know, maybe just let the mom stay home, you know, you would think yeah. it'd be a smart thing, but not what the cops were headed. They wanted to go, both go to fucking jail for some reason because they just didn't want to have any more problems, which makes no sense to me if one of them was gone. But yeah. anyways, I digress. And so uh, talk to me. Well, who are you? Well, uh, 
Like, you know, I know these guys. My mom is, like, you know, dating their dad and all that. Also, you're like family. It was like, well. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but not really. And they're like, all right, well, stay here. They'll be released in the morning. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you don't have the fucking power to do that. You fucking can't tell me to fucking, like, stay and watch somebody's kid. Like, this is just inner, inner dialogue. I'm obviously not saying this to a cop. But yeah, so I fucking babysit until like fucking 10 o'clock in the morning when they got released from jail. I just wanted to go out and have a couple fucking beers. Holy shit. Yeah, when you're in the ghetto, man, shit can spiral so fucking fast. Oh, fuck. That's amazing. Fucking good times, though. Fucking, I grew up in like kind of the ghetto apartments in Sterling. And, uh, well, not grew up. Like, we moved there when I was in high school, but... Like, the people, the neighbors, there were some good, some bad. You'd see some, like, random, I don't know, shady shit happening. But fucking for a while, we had this guy move into the basement with his family. And he was a fucking piece of work. He was just garbage human being. You fucking hear him just beating the shit out of his dog and, like, throwing it up against the wall. And you can just hear, like, fucking the rattling of just this poor fucking beaten dog that was never walked never let out of the house like you fucking think that sarah mclaughlin commercial is sad oh yeah god damn it. Fuck. i can totally see that in my head too fucking goddamn daytime tv sometimes i fucking think would come on while this dog is getting fucking tossed around <laughs> like i don't know i'm like fucking 13 14 years old i'm not going down to fucking fight the guy like what do you fucking do right but um one time the fucking the buzzer went off for our apartment and i think like whoever it was buzzed all of the 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 ones so like i hit the door release to let somebody in not even checking who it was and I, nothing happened so i poke my head out into the fucking hallway no one's there i see a car take off I was like that's fucking weird right I go downstairs and there's a cardboard box just sitting there fucking I go up, I open it, and it's like fucking seven. Like, what's in the box? There's a fucking headless bunny in there. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Someone cut the head off a fucking rabbit and then put it in the box and, like, left it here. We think it was, like, for maybe, like, one of the, the like, there was a divorcee above us. So, like, maybe it was, like, her ex or something like that. And that's a family pet. But, like, I'm sitting there, and, like, I don't fucking know what to do with this. So I go upstairs, uh, like, left the box there. And I close it back up and, like, explain to my mom what it, like, what I just fucking found. And she's like, don't, don't tell anybody about that. I'm like, what? And she's <laughs> like, you didn't see it. You don't know what it is. Yeah, like, it does not matter. I'm like, someone cut the head off a fucking rabbit, left it on her doorstep. We're not going to do anything? Like, that feels wrong. She's like, no, because if the cops come here, they're going to think that you did it and you're a serial killer. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, all right, well, like, fucking, what? <laughs> what have I done? Well, that, that's naturally the progression of thought. <laughs> Yeah, I got trained like that my whole life. Like, mm, don't say that. They'll think you're a fucking killer. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, what kind of fucking signs am I giving off right now? <laughs> That's just like the fucking natural paranoia of the police. I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, like, but when... <sighs> I don't know how to explain the joy of, like, turning off all the lights and the TVs and, like, going up underneath a window on a summer day... 
and like opening it up in your house and like just kind of smoking weed and hanging out and like listening to what's going on when people are fucking fighting. Oh my god, dude! Some of the shit down there. I fucking actually, I remember it was like that same apartment that I was in. Mm-hmm. I feel like probably the first month I was there. I just uh like coming home and there's dude already like two stories up, climbing up, and he's like, "That's all good. I live here." Just fucking kick me out. And I was like, all right, dude. Like, you think it'd be easier to just fucking cop, but I'm not going to fucking get in your way. So, all right, man. Have fun. Carry on. Fucking cr- crawled up another floor, got in the third. And uh, I don't know what happened from there. Hope poor lady was all right. But fuck me. I was like, fucking 18 year old kid. I wasn't fucking I wasn't getting involved in that. Yeah. Well, we say that we were young, but like, I'm 30. If I saw that shit happening today, I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> this, that's none of my... <laughs> yeah, like, like, who the fuck am I kidding? I'd probably be like, <laughs> all right, man, have a good one. Yeah. Don't forget to wipe off your fingerprints. <laughs> we're kidding. We're kidding. Yeah. But that's fucking the law of, like, the fucking ghetto areas. Like, you didn't see nothing. You keep your fucking opinions to yourself. Because, like, you, you don't you don't want to fucking be on anybody's radar. No. Well, and, like, you, like, I don't know. Maybe the, the cops, I've realized, are, are good. And, you know, the, the further and further I'm into maturity and out of those areas, the whole lot less you're treated with suspicion when you're fucking dealing with them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've totally, like, come to realize, like, like, well, if you're not, like, breaking the law, like, probably not going to have a whole, like, don't get me wrong, there's, like, you'll see an injustice on TV every day, and it sucks, and it's hard to see, but, I mean, at the end of the day, if if you had that much power, <laughs> you'd probably do it, too, yeah. and a, a lot of it, like, you do really got to realize, man, they they are the ones that have to go into these goddamn ghettos every day and deal with this bullshit and they are on edge. And so like, I've, I've totally have came to view the police way differently than I used to. I'm like, still not like the biggest fans, but at the end of the day, it's pretty nice that, you know, unfortunately because of Canadian laws, they might not go to jail for the longest, you know, like still like when people do bad shit, they generally, you know, get in trouble and go to jail. you know, that's kind of nice because as much as like, people talk about it they're like really not going out and handling it themselves so somebody's got to right yeah i, I fully agree like the asshole cops the shitty cops the kind of cop that would gun down a fucking kid fuck them they they're they're fucking dicks they're fucking worthless pieces of shit but there's a lot of good cops out there and there's a lot of decent ones that are just trying to do their job and like sure they have a bad night or they do something that is dumb or whatever but like the the kind of cop that would shoot a fucking kid because he's wearing a hoodie or some shit like they're yeah they're pretty there, few and that's not because the cop you're a cop that's just because you're a garbage human being that happens to be a cop unfortunately yeah. there are a lot of those because uh i guess a lot of it would almost have to get down to like personality lies a lot of the people that are just attracted to that kind of authority you know, environment yeah like are the same people that go to the military and other you know yeah. they're, it's it's just, it's got a lot to do with that and i think a lot of it just comes down to like fucking evaluation and training that just is uh inadequate yeah 
Well, yeah, and then, like, fucking money for them, like, because, fuck, man. I, I know I'd burn out. Like, they they do, oh, there's so many of them that just do a fucking decent job. And I think a lot was lost when we stopped having local cops. Like, when you have OPP and people are trying to get out of an area or they're trying to get enough tickets to get noticed or something and they're not a part of the community. But, like, back in the day when you had the fucking local cop that was, like, fucking friends of the family or you could talk to them or they knew you were going through a hard time if you got caught being, like, drunk and obnoxious in public, they fucking help you out. Like my- oh, my God. Do I ever? I actually uh, just sorry from throwing you off but uh no i know i mentioned to you one time we were talking about i actually i grew up with a couple of kids that friends were police officers but where i grew up and like spent the majority of my childhood cop was three houses down from me and he was a sergeant i went to school with both of his daughters and his wife was like best friends with my mom and he was literally my ball coach for like two or three years too so like total friend of the family why I grew up with, like, I guess even more so than most kids back in the day, even though, like, I guess our generation, I guess I'm, like, five years older than you, so our generation would be a little different. But anyways, my generation still grew up that were, like, cops were the good guys. Yep. And so I already had some of that. But totally just being, like, a friend of the family made me feel way different about it. always felt, like, super fucking comfortable about it. And he was just a super fucking super friendly dude. Uh, tall, skinny, had a mustache, oh, shit. talked like Ned Flanders, kind of looked like him. Like, I, I, I shit you not, like, pretty fucking Flander-like. So anyways, uh, this is back around the time I started hanging out with, uh, I'm just not going to name his name because who knows. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so I was just hanging out with one of my buddies back in the day, and he used to cause a lot of shit, not like bad shit, but just like shit the kids did, and I was like, too much of a dork to really do anything back in the day, so I just kind of like live vicarious through him and be a bystander. <laughs> so, anyways, the chaos not take part. In that. Exactly, like I'll egg you on, but I ain't getting in shit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so uh, we're out just strolling around town one night, and I guess it'd have to be about Easter or something like that, because the post office at the time had some like little Easter eggy things hung out on the tree. So, anyways, you know, just being like. 13 12 or whatnot yeah took a couple off and like throwing them around and kicking them or anything like that like not like huge vandalism but still it's like vandalism so obviously i like not gonna take take part in being so i'm just like watching my buddy I'm, like cool cool and anyways you go across the store and fucking they have like the free na- newspaper um you know like the newspaper machines that you could put the quarter in and all that or yeah, like yeah. you know how much money but then beside them they would always have the free like classifieds or whatnot so anyways, he took, like, classified out, and he was, like, just, like, lighting some on fire, just being pyro, like <laughs> all kids do. I used to do that shit a lot, but just not so blatantly. And so anyways, burns it up, puts it out, and, you know, still being somewhat a respectable kid, picks up the the remnants and throws it in the recycling bin. Yeah. Anyways, he goes home. I go home. And uh, fucking, like, 20 minutes later, like, my mom is just, like, fucking losing her shit. Oh, the fucking fire department got called down to the store blah 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 there's a big fire well turns out there wasn't a big fire just there's some really nosy neighbors that were old people that lived really close and saw my buddy fucking around saw a little bit of a flame and then saw it take it close to this to the gas station which 
I could see why maybe if you're an old person, you get all freaked out <laughs> seeing flames by it. But, like, the flames were all out, but it was literally just, like, burnt paper that went in the cycle. So they called the cops, had to make a whole fucking thing out of it. Anyways, flash forward, like, three months. I'm not thinking a goddamn thing about it. Coming home from school, uh, skipped the fourth period, went and got high with my buddy. Nice. And uh, some 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 real good creeper weed. I was actually kind of pissed off because I thought we got fucking burnt. Because I was like, man, like I ain't feeling shit. This sucks. Anyways, fucking catch the bus home. Fucking like about ten minutes before I get off the bus, it really starts kicking in. So I'm like, oh man, I feel like a dick now because this weed is actually <laughs> really fucking good. So anyways, I get off and I start walking home, and I'm about I don't know, like hundred yards away from the house, and. There's a fucking OPP Suburban in my driveway. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the first thought. But I was like, oh, man, that's cool. It's just Kevin. It'll be all right. So uh, like he's pr- he's probably just talking to mom or he's picking up the wife or something like that, but not even thinking because this is like a few months back. And so anyways, I, uh, I just uh, start strolling through. And the house that we had had like a – you'd have a door, and then the hallway was like a good 20 feet that went to before he actually got in the house. Not like it was a huge house. It was just the way that it was designed in the mudroom yeah, yeah. all along the side of the house. So anyways, my mom like intercepts me at the point. She's like, oh, Kevin's here. He's, he's going to ask you some questions about what happened with Cole. I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> Like, God damn it. Like, oh, man, I am in trouble. So anyways, I'm like, all right, try to compose myself. I walk in. He's sitting at the table, and I sit down. And like I said, he is fucking like Ned fucking Flanders like in the flesh and uh I'm guessing he's I, got that I, like bright beautiful smile on like his oh, eyes oh, are totally. bright he wants to like, hear what you have to say hey Christopher how's it going how's it you know just like totally like upbeat like he always is like I said he was my fucking ball coach and all that like he's known me since his fucking knee high so uh but I can't contain myself because he does look like Ned Flanders because I am high as shit so I am doing like everything I can to like, conceal my laugh like I'm like looking to the side like I can't make fucking eye contact and I was like oh, I'm really sorry like I just I just got home is it alright if I go to the bathroom yeah. so like I go to the bathroom and I'm just like sitting in there like holy fuck like what do I do I'm, like splashing some water on my face trying to like gain my composure and I'm like alright I got this and so go out and again, diarrhea of the mouth. Anytime <laughs> I am nervous, I never said anything incriminating because nothing incriminating never never really took place and nothing ever happened. But I literally talked so much that he was like, well, all right, I think I've got what I need, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Oh, my God. Looking back, he, he probably knew, eh? Oh my god, there's no way you couldn't. Like, I remember, like, when I first sat down, like, the smile was, like, from fucking ear to ear, and I was, like, trying not to, but, like, fuck, like, how could you not? <sighs> fucking the verbal diarrhea, man. Like, I get so nervous around the cops that, like, I know after watching, like, a few of these documentaries, and it's, like, not like they're out to get you. It's not like they're bad guys, but I'm just so naturally scared of them. If they pull me into a fucking room and, like, hey, did you murder this person? I would talk for so fast and for so long that I'd be like, yeah, I killed that person. <laughs> like, oh, like, totally. And, like, fucking, I'm not going to hurt a fly, but <laughs> just admit to anything to get out of there. No, I'm just so fucking nervous. Oh, fuck. Well, buddy, we just hit an hour, so that is a complete podcast. Fucking hey. 
Man, that went by so fast. You crushed it.